Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Nerd Nation podcast. Howdy. I am uh, joined here with my co-host Brandon. Hello, uh, howdy. This first episode is going to be pretty much just us introducing ourselves and informing you of what the podcast is going to be about. Um, we don't know how good this is going to be. We don't know how this is going to work. Uh, <laughs> leave us... We'd, we'd hope not. Let's but, be optimistic. You know, <laughs> let's let's stay optimistic. So, if we did do anything wrong, or you have any suggestions, please leave us some feedback because we'd love to hear it. Yeah, um, that'd be great. And so, about the podcast itself, Nerd Nation, we set this up a few months ago, but we haven't actually done anything yet. So, this is kind of uh, late coming. <laughs> and this podcast, uh, I was going to title the Gaming Podcast, but. Hopefully, we're going to be talking about other things other than just gaming, although that we're going to probably aim for that to be our primary uh, topic of discussion. Um, and it's just going to basically be a podcast where we talk about anything, uh, well, nerdy, from films to TV to Star Wars, gaming, whatever. Um, and we're going to be talking about a different topic each week. Uh, but since this is the first episode, uh, we're just going to be ta- uh, introducing ourselves our history with gaming, the impact it's had, our favorite games, um, what we're looking for in the future, and things like that. So, you know, we haven't really planned an awful lot out. Uh, I think we, I think, I think we prefer just openly speaking about what, yeah. what's on our mind, and I prefer that than writing an entire script. I don't think that's really the best way to do a podcast. Yeah. But you know, um, I've rambled. Uh, I've rambled on long enough, uh, so I'm going to pass you over to my co-host Brandon, and he's going to introduce himself, (laughs) so take it away. Hey, uh, I'm Brandon, uh, also known as uh, Wesker on all my social media, etc. So, doing this podcast is really exciting because, of course, I'm a massive fucking nerd when it comes to everything. when it comes to films, games, it's just going to be really exciting to discuss this with you, especially James, and um, all the people that might watch. Like, if whether we're, you know, discussing reviews on games, discussing updates that yeah. might happen on things. Um, and to me, that's really exciting because I don't like the world. <laughs> and I find that being a nerd really helps me escape from reality. And I think that's what it means to a lot of us. Yeah, so, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, so I think I'll start with my history of games. So I think when I was four or five, I got gifted the Wii. And that was like, <laughs> that was one of the best consoles I've ever played. Uh, that was mind blowing. You had Wii Sports, flipping Matt in tennis. Could never beat the. Yeah, no one likes Matt. No one likes... <laughs> <laughs> Jump into a hole with a healthy amount of food and just sit there, Matt. Nobody likes you. <laughs> but I think it was Lego Batman, the video game. That that was like the first proper game I got into. And I loved that. That was the first Lego game, actually. Uh, I remember like going around as Poison Ivy and just like kissing people and just killing them. <laughs> and it was the best thing. Uh, 
Or you'd be the Joker and just uh, electrocute everybody. That'd be amazing. It was a um, great game. It was. Um, and then I had a PS2. Um, and this is... The PS2 was left to me because my mom kind of like left the house. So I had the PS2. And honestly, to, to this day, I still think of it as the best console ever for me, nostalgia-wise. I had Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Lord of the Rings, Narnia. <laughs> Basically everything that was, you know, that you'd associate with your childhood. <laughs> um, and then, of course, after the PS2, I got an Xbox 360 because everybody was on that. And I was like, wow, I want to get this. And I got it and I enjoyed it. Um, I played games like Batman Arkham Asylum on it. Yeah, which introduced me to the Batman series. I fell in love with that. That was fantastic. Um, but then I wanted to play online with my friends. And because we were poor, we couldn't afford Xbox Live. <laughs> so I thought it'd be better to get a PS3 because we could play online for free. And that was the main reason why I got a PS3. And the highlight of my, of my PS3 was probably Destiny. Ah, uh, uh, Yes. <laughs> Destiny, those good old days where you team up in fire ti- uh, fire teams, get kicked if you were being toxic, um, <laughs> go into a rumble match, have some nine-year-old scream at you for killing him. Yeah, those were the times. Doing raids, having everyone flip out at you when you did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Destiny 1 was the best. And then, of course, Taken King came and ruined it all. But we don't need to address that. Um, then I moved on to the PS4 and the PS4 for me, because I used to be terrified of horror games, especially, um, I used to have nightmares about them. So I always avoided horror, but then I started getting into them. And I think it was because of, I used to watch Markiplier go through horror games and then I thought, okay, these ain't too bad. So I'll try them myself. Um, and I think the first one I probably went through was Evil Within 2. And I loved it. And that was like the first proper game that got me into horror. Um, so then I moved on to like Resident Evil, uh, Amnesia, Last of Us. And, you know, horror is just so good because there's so many, they, there's so many stories in horror and how tense it makes you. Especially if you're playing so it. Play. Especially if you're yeah. playing it late in the evening or late at night as well. Yeah, with your lights off and yeah. you're just <laughs> just crapping yourself. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so then I became an absolute horror nerd thanks to Markiplier's horror playthroughs, <laughs> and I, I just fell in love with horror, and that included like Resident Evil and Silent Hill and whatnot. Um. There's not really much to say about how much I evolved, but that's that's how I did in gaming. Well, I'm gonna um, be honest here. I think you should uh, you should say something about um, that game that came out recently that you really loved and uh, stop yeah, posting about. Game, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the the Last of Us Two um, is a very highly controversial game. Uh, so spoilers incoming. So I'm gonna give you three seconds to. <laughs> Off just um, the main character Joel, you know, kind of gets his head smashed in by this girl called Abby, and of course everybody was annoyed, which is understandable. <laughs> We've just had you know the beloved protagonist killed off in the most brutal way, 
uh, a Joel in one, as we call it. <laughs> um, but the game itself is something completely different to what I expected. Like I went, I was playing this at two o'clock in the morning, dropped in, and you know I saw Joel die, and I didn't know whether to pick up the controller. I put the controller down. I didn't want to pick it up because I, I don't want to know where this game is going. I just gave up with it. But the only thing that kept me going was wanting to kill Abby. So I played through the game. And at first I was kind of like, you know what? This is a bit crap. I'm not into it. And then things started happening and it started getting better and better. And I had you have to keep a really open mind to the game and accept yeah. that. Joel isn't a hero and he's kind of a villain. It's all about perspective and you have to address that everybody else could see in this way. So, oh my gosh, I was in tears. That game, <laughs> it, it's destroyed me mentally. I'm never going to recover. I spent £50 on a collector's edition bracelet. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I'm just learning all the songs from it on guitar. I just love that game. I'm doing it on hardest mode now. That was fantastic for me. Um, Very good. How would you like to describe your um, from games? Okay, well, um, so mine and Brandon's uh, sort of gaming career has been very different, but um, gaming career. We, did, we did all start <laughs> off in the, in the same place because I got the Wii as well when I was like oh, yeah. four years old. Um, my grandparents... Uh, who live up in Manchester actually had it, and they didn't want it. They got it because they wanted uh, they wanted it for when when we went to theirs and for like the Wii Fit and things like that. And uh, well, I reset well, it up. A few, I reset it up a few days ago, and they have progress from Wii Sports over three thousand days ago. Uh, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Back I can't in two thousand, Wii Fit. Damn. <laughs> who didn't? <laughs> um, I didn't. <laughs> but. Yeah, I absolutely loved the Wii. I think it's always going to be one of my all-time favorite consoles, if not my all-time favorite console. I, I, I really don't know. But I got it um, from them, and my two favorite games by far were Mario Kart, because everyone played Mario Kart, and Super Smash Bros. Uh, Brawl. Um, and I absolutely I've loved both of those. <laughs> yeah, you should. They're very fun. Um, I should give a go. <laughs> Um, so Mario Kart, obviously, I've, I've always been into racing games. I know Brandon hasn't uh, really, but they're not like my favorite, but I do enjoy them. Um, and it was the first proper uh, racing game I got to play. And I absolutely loved it. I played an absolute ton of it online, getting my VR all the way up to the max uh, until Nintendo shut the servers down, which was very sad for me. That's depressing. Um, <laughs> uh, and Smash Bros. Brawl um, was the first ever Super Smash Bros. game I played, and I absolutely loved it. The amount of characters and variety there was in that game was awesome. I don't think it's the best game in the series. I think Melee and Ultimate are definitely the two best, but it was still... I didn't care at the time. <laughs> I was sat there with my Wii Remote and my Nunchuck, and I just didn't care. I, I absolutely loved it. Um and the Wii, I played those two games primarily up until like 2014, 2015, and I got my Xbox uh, then. Because obviously Nintendo closed the servers, I couldn't play my two favorite games online anymore. And I thought, you know what, it's time for a change. I'm going to get an Xbox. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't because it was the best. It was literally because um, 
it was the one that I knew about and I'd used before. I'd, I'd never. Well, yeah, but I used the 360 a, a lot, um, yeah. and I really enjoyed that. And I just thought, you know, I might as well carry on. I've never used a PlayStation before, so I don't know if I want to, you know, take that risk. Um, I, I like the Xbox 360. I like the yeah, um, avatars, especially. I loved the avatars. I loved uh, getting game score and then spending money on them. It was very good. Um, and also because uh, a lot of my a lot of my friends had the Xbox, and I didn't know many people at the time who had a PlayStation. I knew Brandon did. Uh, but that was about it. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's been my primary console for the past five years. Um, and I see the faults in it. It is definitely not the best, and the P- PS4 is way better. Uh, but you know, I never got around to to getting. It takes balls um, to say. <laughs> it does, it does. But you know, you've got to I mean, look at the facts. I I feel that when I looked at the Xbox interface, um, there was some features. <laughs> no, I, I actually like some of the uh, interface features. Uh, like I, I swear, you can watch YouTube while you're playing a game. Yeah, you can. You could, but that's yeah, the problem. I would, I would like the problem. That you could, because. When when the Xbox One was announced, Microsoft were marketing it as a multimedia device instead of a games console. At the Ah, at the reveal, they were like, "Oh yeah, you know, you can watch YouTube and Netflix on this thing using the Kinect." And the Kinect was a failure, as we all know. Um, And they didn't really. um, Well, uh, the 360 Kinect was it just didn't function properly, and it was just to try and rival the the Wii. Um, Like Puss in Boots game, I found that. Well, I yeah, a, it's it's. There was it's Puss in Boots and there was a Star Wars one. Yeah, and Star I Wars, um, that was great. I think it it had some some great games, um, but the Xbox for me, in terms of like my favorite games and the fun that I had, um, the favorite games have always got to be um, Halo. I absolutely love Halo. I played Halo for the first time at um, at my cousin's house. Halo Four. Uh, and I pretty much uh, just absolutely loved it. Someone is at my door. Uh, <laughs> I'll go and quickly <laughs> see who it is, time. and I'll be back. So please fill it in. Yeah. Um. So while he goes, I've never touched a whole uh, holo game, Halo game. Um. Well, I did once. I went round to my friend's house. Uh, we played a bit of it. I think it was multiplayer or something. I remember just like climbing up a ship or something, pushing somebody off. My friend telling me that was my teammate and me laughing my head off. Uh, I've never really interacted with a Halo game. All I know is that there's Master Chief. You have Cortana. I think that's a name. Not Cortana. That's the bloody Microsoft thing, ain't it? Um, I can't remember a name, but I know that Master Chief is in love with like a virtual person. Okay, I am back. <laughs> Sadly, uh, I can't pause anything, so... Thank you, Brandon. Um, That's all right. I just told him about my first experience with Halo. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, my Halo uh, experience started all the way back when I was like nine years old. Um, My cousin had got the Xbox 360 and he got Halo 4 on launch day. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. I'd never been into really first person shooters. When did the first Halo come out? The first Halo was 2001, I believe. Was that with Uh, the Xbox 360? Yeah. No, with the with the original Xbox 2000. See, I didn't even know there was an original Xbox. <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was it was the design of the console was forgettable, but it had great games. I'll say that. Um, but with Halo Four, 
I he booted it up. I was with my other cousin as well, and all three of us were there. And because Halo has always had four-player split-screen, we played through it. The first level in Halo 4, I was just completely mesmerized. You wake Are up they all on about the... Master Chief? Yeah, they're all about... Well, yeah, it was... Halo 4 was a lot more focused on uh, Master Chief's sort of emotional side, let's say. Yeah. You wake up on the ship after five years in hypersleep. I can't remember how long exactly. And the Covenant are invading the ship. And I remember uh, halfway through the level, you go to this like big window and you look outside and there's this huge space battle. Like I've never seen anything like it in a video game. It was so visually like incredible. I don't know how they did that battles. on the 360. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. And I was just completely gobsmacked, and I absolutely loved it. And we played through it. We didn't get to the end of the game, obviously. We weren't there all night. But um, it was such an amazing experience for me. And since then, I've, I've played Halo a lot, and I love Halo. Um, Isn't but... it amazing how like we look back at these graphics now, and we yeah. think they're crap? But then when we were back then, it's kind of a case of, wow, these are amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's crazy how far things have come, really. Um, yeah, especially coming up with these next gen as well. Yeah, packable are going to be this. It time. is. It is exciting. Um, but I would say, yeah, Halo is definitely one of my favorite games. But um, Overwatch as well, but for completely different reasons. Uh, so for me, I got the Overwatch. Uh, I got Overwatch like a, a year after it released. I wasn't a day one player. I wasn't. Um, well, no, I was. It didn't really grab me that much. I didn't see the whole big deal, and then I saw how popular it was. I think I watched I got videos it. on it, like Mr. Um, Fruit. Yeah, what, Mr. Fruit. <laughs> I'd watch um, him on it. And like Brandon, I also had a, a, a brilliant time with Destiny. I didn't play as much as I really should have done, looking back at it now. Uh, but you know, um, and Overwatch for me was such a a new perspective. I have hundreds of hours on it. Um, and I know there are professionals. I I mained, like everyone, I mained Reaper. But now I'm mained more... Everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more of a Winston uh, main, I'd say now. Um, yeah. But it's it's so difficult to really describe what, what my feeling was at the time. Um, because Overwatch was so different for me. I never really... Um, because when it released, I never really understood what the big deal was. And then I got it and I loved it. Hundreds of hours on it. And I know there are like professionals out there that have thousands of hours. But you have to consider that me and Brandon are both 15-year-olds. And we don't have all the time in the world <laughs> to, to be doing that. Um, especially with school and things like that. And um, I just had so much fun playing the game. It was an amazing multiplayer experience. I Watch wish there was more single player. But... I, yeah. I don't think I can last an hour on Overwatch without rage quitting. <laughs> <laughs> it is very annoying. I will say that. I'm not going to say any game It's is either perfect, you're bad or your teammates are bad. Pretty much. Um, and I played it with a group of friends that I never really talked to at school, but I, I did play with a lot on, on Xbox. And I remember coming home one Tuesday evening. Um, I didn't have any homework to do, and so I just jumped on Overwatch. And we played until at, at least 11 in the evening. And I went from like mid gold to diamond that night. And it was so much fun. All of us really you coordinated. You went to gold to diamond? Yeah, in, in one night. Because we just played. I was, no, m- not mid gold. Like higher gold, I'd say. Um, I think I we were 
we the highest just, I've ever been was platinum you know. on that game. <laughs> well, oh no, was platinum before diamond? I can't remember. It was. Yeah, yeah, well, platinum then. I don't remember. I haven't played the game since like Christmas. Um, but I'd say maybe my all-time favorite game is uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2015. But I that it was mostly. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and so when the game released, I didn't really. Uh, care much about the big problems with the game like oh there were only four walker assault maps you know there was a big lack of content but i wasn't bothered because i love star wars i just wanted to play it i just wanted to to blast people you know um and i got it a few months after it released and it was mostly solo experienced i never really played it with any of my friends but it didn't bother me because i made so many great friends playing that game online i still play on battlefront 2 with to this day um, and it was, the gameplay was just so satisfying and so addictive that I just played tons of it. I got the season pass for Christmas, which added like 10 new blasters, eight new heroes, four new game modes. It was just amazing. I love heroes versus um, villains. Yeah, that was, that was good. And then 2017 came along, Battlefront 2 was announced, the internet went mad, me and Brandon spoke to it, uh, to our maths teacher at the time, yeah. I was just as excited. Um, and I would I was considering pre-ordering it, because at that point, I'd, I'd never pre-ordered a game before. I don't even do it now. I've only pre-ordered, like, two games in my lifetime, because I want to wait and see... I don't want to waste money, pretty much. I want to see what the reception is like. Um, and the reception and... was crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it it's the same thing with Battlefront 2015. I knew the loot boxes were terrible, but it didn't bother me because I was like, I get to play as I get to play as Darth Maul, you know, who the hell cares? I mean, <laughs> when I got it, um, I had like because I had the pre-order bonuses, I got the deluxe edition. Um, I wasn't really bothered about you know buying crates and whatnot and how yeah. it, you had to spend money on it. But like loads of people were pressed at EA for it, and I yeah. totally get that because you know they're advertising a game, <laughs> and then they've done what they do with every other game that they. Sell off. I don't think I can still really ever forgive EA for what they did with Battlefront 2. But like yeah, they kind of rushed it. It didn't bother. The gameplay was they put a lot of effort into the game. The bit that they I didn't like was the loot boxes. Everything else I thought was just perfect. And I thought the lack of heroes was a bit. Well, no, because you got a lot more than the last game from all eras. That was good. We finally got clones. We didn't have the heroes that we had in the first game. Like, yeah, I it was a bit of a shame, but Jinna, so, and people like that. Um, but I played, the, the the trailer was revealed, I was super hyped, I played a ton of the beta, and I was considering pre-ordering it, but I decided not to. And for Christmas that year, I was asking my parents for Battlefront 2, F1, and Destiny 2, um, because I love Destiny as well. And oh, how disappointing. I said, you know, what, what if I what if I buy myself Battlefront 2 when it releases in November? Um, that wouldn't be as big of a problem. They were like kind of skeptical and said no. Um, my parents aren't the most lenient in the world. And so I came home from school on a Friday. I had an absolute ton of homework to get through. Um, and I worked until about five o'clock. Um, and then my dad came in the room and he was holding something behind his back. And I don't I had no clue what it was or what he was on about. It's a good. And he pulled out. He pulled out Battlefront Two from behind his back, the deluxe edition, and said, "If you get through your homework, you can have this." And I'd never, ever, ever 
done my homework so quick in my life. Well, bribe, jeez. <laughs> and as it turned out, he went out at like 10 o'clock the previous evening to get me Battlefront 2. Um, and I raced through it. I left it installing overnight. And then that whole weekend, I was just nonstop playing it. And I love Battlefront 2 now. When you see how far the game has come, how much EA has done to it and how much they've added Anakin, uh, Count Dooku, Obi-Wan, Grievous, all the new clones and the Scarif update and everything. It's now what I would say a complete game and I absolutely love it. Um, And we get to 2020 where things uh, get a bit weird. Um, So in 2019, in October, I was really getting into VR because this place in the city centre opened called Zero Latency where you could uh, do like a virtual reality thing and there was loads of things you could do there. Oh, and I went the and it was, it was, what? Don't they do the Darth Vader one? Um, yeah, but that was a, that was a Darth game Vader for another headset. I did, um, but the one at Zero Latency was so immersive. I absolutely loved it. Oh, um, okay. It was like one of the coolest experiences I've ever done and still is to this day. I went with my uncle and my cousin. Um, just the three of us and it was awesome I was like oh my god I love virtual reality because I didn't know how big of a thing it was at the time and so I looked up online you know virtual reality headsets um, that are cheap and the ones that came up uh, was like the HTC Vive 500 pounds but you need a godly gaming PC for that to run I was like PSVR okay but it turns out you need a PS4 for that and I didn't have one and I wasn't willing to spend you know, another £300 just to get that. And then I saw the Oculus Quest uh, VR headset that released in May of that year. And it's completely wireless. You don't need a computer or anything. All you need is a smartphone to set it up. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow, that's that's incredible. And I told my parents, I'd quite like this for Christmas, but it was like mid-November at the time and it was (laughs) a bit late. And they said, no. Um, so I asked for money to put towards it, um, and I, I, it was then my birthday in January, and I asked for more money, and I finally got enough money for it. A few days later, I asked my parents, you know, can I order it from the website? And they said, sure. Um, and so I ordered it, uh, but it said it would be dispatched in February. So they were obviously, it, it was sold out everywhere. You could not get it from anywhere at all. It was and if you wanted to get it from somewhere, it would be a third-party company on Amazon selling it you for £700. So I had to wait three weeks after I ordered it, and I got the Vader Immortal bundle with it. And oh, I got damn. it on that Tuesday night. I raced to the door when the delivery man came. I took it to the <clears> kitchen <throat> table. I unboxed it. I set it up. I put on the headset for the first time, ignited my lightsaber against our <laughs> Vader, and it was the coolest shit ever. I'm not even kidding. I absolutely loved it. That must have been cool. But then two weeks later, I got rid of it. And I'll oh, explain. Because I was so into it at the time, I thought, great, what other free games are there available? And I saw there's one called Pavlov VR, which, if you don't know, is pretty much Call of Duty slash CSGO in VR. Uh, I've seen PewDiePie play it and a load of other people. Um, and it was a really immersive first-person military shooter. I was like, wow, yeah. that's cool. And there was a way you could get it on the Oculus Quest. All you needed to do was plug a USB cable into your computer, and it would install on there through, a, through an app. So I loaded up my laptop and used the charging cable that came with it, um, which was usable. I looked it up. It was fine. 
Um, yeah. And I got that. Uh, I installed SideQuest, which is the app I got it from. And I uh, started the installation progress. And then my headset went black, pretty much. And I turned it back on. And I could already tell something wasn't right. It couldn't connect to the internet. And it um, it couldn't you connect to the it. internet. It was... <laughs> The time was wrong. The date was 1970. And I thought, oh, my God, what the hell happened? And so I told my my dad, I'm like, I don't know what happened. What have I done wrong? Um, And he said, "Uh, try factory resetting it. That might be your only option. Uh, And so I did. And then I came to the thought, that's absolutely ridiculous. I've spent 400 pounds on this thing and it's broken within the next two weeks of me having it. And so I told them, you know, this has been great. But I've spent a lot of money on this thing and I'm not accepting a broken product. And so we sent it back. And then a few weeks later, I smacked myself in the face and realized that I didn't enable the sideloading update. Pretty much I didn't update the Oculus software to allow it to be um, to allow files to be imported from a computer. And so when it broke, we jumped to the conclusion that, oh, no, it's a faulty product. There was nothing wrong. It was all my fault. And uh, <laughs> I didn't, it was, it was all my fault. I didn't enable the update. And because it went wrong, they assumed, you know, great, worst has come to worst. And months have passed and I still regret sending it back. And especially in lockdown, I wish oh, did, I still had it. Did you not get um, it back? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, because oh. by that time I was like, you know what? I did have problems with it. Other than that, that the strap was uncomfortable because it's wireless. There's nothing pulling yeah. it back to make it. It was really front heavy. Your your head was like tilted forwards because with like the PSVR and the HTC Vive, you've got a wire connected to your PlayStation or your PC, making the weight distribution better. I would yeah. always get really sweaty in it. Um, Who doesn't get <laughs> still, sweaty? Still had to pay full <laughs> price, and I, it was so much fun. I loved playing Rec Room. Meeting new people in VR chat, uh, going VR through, going through uh, the quest for the golden trophy, which was this medieval RPG dungeon thing, where you can like draw back a bow and arrow with your hands and everything, and unlock this armor. It was awesome, but in the end, I was like, mm. and I told my dad a few weeks ago, you know, I, I regret that, and he said, nope, <laughs> you're not getting it back. <laughs> um, so in the future, if you get lower the back? price, I might get it back, but who knows. Did you um, get your money back for it then? I did, yeah, I did get my money back, so that's good. And then in like May of this year, my Xbox, which I've had for nearly six years now, started getting faulty. The online wouldn't work. It was insanely loud, louder than a PS4. Uh, surprising. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, which is a surprise because though Xbox isn't the best, one thing they've always been good at doing is keeping ventilation to a minimum. They've always been very quiet, smooth consoles. To be fair, I have had it since 2013, 14. (laughs) Yeah. But it sounded like a jet engine. I put my hand on it and it was boiling hot. And the online didn't work, even though my internet was perfect. Ain't ain't there like a red circle or something? No, that was on the 360. That That was sadly the victim of my cousin's Xbox 360. (laughs) Didn't that mean that it just is dead? Yeah. We were in the middle of a Halo match, and it, the Red Ring of Death came up. But, oh, you know, no. <laughs> but um, I couldn't play online. It was so laggy. My ping was, like, below 30, and it was unbearable. Um, and so I thought, you know what? I've had this for a very long time. It's time for a change. 
Um, I didn't want to get a PlayStation because the PS5 is coming out. So, you know, if I were to get one, I might as well wait till then, right? But I thought I would. I want to return. I want to return to my Nintendo roots. I want to relive oh, no. the Nintendo <laughs> memories of my childhood, and that's what I went with. I've had a Switch now for like two weeks, and I absolutely love it. I can take it wherever I want. It's like the perfect console, and the online actually works. We all know Nintendo Switch Online isn't the best. Smash Bros. Ultimate. How much is reason, it per month? Uh, no, well, it's twenty pounds for the year, so I got that. Oh, yeah. okay, that's actually all right. I got I got it in a bundle, so you pay like three hundred and fifty pounds, and you get a Switch, a year of online, yeah. choose a game of your choice, and you get an accessory. Um, and Mario Kart uh, runs perfectly fine, but if you even search on the internet, the first result you will find of Super Smash Bros. Online is that it's unplayable. For some reason, Super Smash Bros. is just the laggiest mess ever online. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but either way, I absolutely love the Switch. Um, my cousin uh, is hopefully getting one. We love playing Smash Bros. together. It's awesome. And that brings us here to now, uh, where we're recording a podcast. And that was uh, our, I've played that was our gaming, uh, gaming journey. I've played a Switch. And I thought it was actually okay. Yeah. Uh, my sister has one, and we're at the hospital. Yeah, uh, because she I just, just had this. I just thing love how you could take it anywhere. That's the thing. Yeah. We went to my grandma's yesterday, who lives up in Manchester, and I had it with me in the car playing Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Uh, and I'm hoping to get um, the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, a game that won Game of the Year, and a lot of people say is the best game of all time. But I don't know. I'll have to judge that for myself. Um, and I want to get things like Splatoon and other things like that. But so far, my experience with it is just amazing. The I love is, the portability and things like that. Nintendo games for me, I've uh, I've never been into Nintendo games uh, on the. That's own. fair enough. So fair it enough. came to me as a surprise when Alien Isolation was coming onto Nintendo Switch. <laughs> they and... don't um don't they don't tend to publish a lot of graphic games, but yeah. you know. I was um, I was never a huge like graphical game fan anyway. Um, you know, I mean I'm a huge. Uh, well, what's the word? It's kind of like I, I prefer more PlayStationy, Xboxy games than playing on a Nintendo. If that makes yeah, sense. I can I can get that, and I um yeah. I still have my Xbox, but it's just with I've never been like I've I've enjoyed COD. All right, I loved Black Ops Three. I really enjoyed that game. Black Ops Three in the day. Uh, I didn't even mind Infinite Warfare. I hate to say it, but the campaign was decent. Okay, but I'm I not like the multiplayer a, for a bit. I'm not like a Call of Duty super fan, and I haven't yeah. bought any of the recent games apart from Modern Warfare Warzone, which is really fun. Um, and I wasn't too bothered because they have the only sort of. They have all the games that I like on there. They have Overwatch on there. They have Warframe, another game I forgot to mention that I absolutely what, love. On Nintendo Switch? Yes, they do. They have oh. Overwatch. They have Doom on there. They have um, they have Crisis Remastered. I'm surprised they have Doom because that game is gory beyond hell. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't too bothered because I was already I was always into sort of different, uh, very different type of games. Yeah. Um, Smash Bros. I just love. I'm not even into fighting games. It's the only fighting game I like. I don't like Mortal Kombat. Uh, 
I play it when I can play against my friend or my family. Yeah. It's but fun I would never with do other on... people. It's it's very yeah. dull alone, in my opinion. Um, but I just all the all the games that I did play on my Xbox are all available on Switch. But the difference is I can play it wherever I want, and so that's good yeah. for me. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where we're up to now. Um, see... Two sad, lonely people. In quarantine. But back to the <laughs> VR. Um, we recently got the PlayStation VR. Oh yeah, you did. And playing it is flipping wonderful. I love VR <laughs> so much. Um, first game we went on, it was the PAX uh, VR Worlds kind of thing. You go down in the sea and there'd be a shark encounter and whatnot. It'd be like, oh, I'm I remember that. Terrified with that VR headset. On. I played that at a uh, convention yeah. once. It's terrifying. <laughs> it is. Um, thing is, I thought it was like, I, I don't know if the Oculus does. Thing is, we didn't have move controllers. It didn't come with move controllers. We have to use that. Too. Yeah. We're getting move controllers soon, which is good. Um, but. I don't know why, but I expected it to be like actually moving. If if it makes sense, like I'd move that the screen would but, move. But you can, can't you? In yeah, in a lot of games, you do move freely. Yeah. But yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um. But I think I got No Man's Sky. Oh. I, like, I have God. to try this in VR. And I remember getting into the shuttle. You know, I was at the pilot seat. I was looking around. I had all the <laughs> buttons and controls. I said, like, okay, frick yeah, we're going into space. And I remember <laughs> looking off, and I was, I was stood up frick at the time. Yeah. And of course, you're looking into space around you in VR, and it's fantastic. It is mesmerizing. Lone Sky is one of the best games I've ever played in VR. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I, I've, I play No Man's Sky not in VR, and I, I forgot to mention that too. It's one of my all time favorite games. Because when yeah. you think of the concepts of it, it is literally like my dream game. It's a childhood dream, you know, a game where to... you can, yeah, it had the most terrible launch. a very launch, dodgy start. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that Hello Games, after the terrible launch it had, stuck with it, and it's now like one of the best games you can buy for the price, I think. You yeah. Just, you, you're on a planet, you fly up into space, no loading screen, you can literally just go on and fly into space. Go onto a space station, earn billions Next of planet. units. You, like, I've got a mining center that earns me billions every day and it's just the most amazing space sandbox that you could there's so we much still to need do. to play crossplay one time yeah we still need to do that um <laughs> but it's it's such an amazing experience and i absolutely love no man's sky but returning to the playstation vr i i didn't have an awful lot of experience with it i've only used it twice and having played it at um conventions and at zero latency i will say it's i'm not the biggest fan i don't think the tracking is amazing because you're using the playstation move controllers that are nearly 10 years old oh came no with, using came with the ps3 the no no but like the the controllers themselves the playstation move controllers are relatively i haven't used old, the move controllers they they work fine i think i think they get the job done but i will say that the playstation vr is by far the most comfortable headset ever like, it is pretty comfortable. <laughs> you could sit there with it for hours. The <laughs> uh, uh, thing is, I had to go through RE7 in VR. <laughs> which was and, terrible. Um, I yeah. hate Resident Evil 7, um, especially the first bit. 
because uh, I was doing it in Madhouse because I was about to platinum the game. As they're like, okay, I got to platinum this, and I want to do it in the most special way ever. So that means Madhouse VR. And in Madhouse, <laughs> everybody's faster. You get basically one hit by everything. And I, <laughs> VR. And I remember my pe- my family was around me doing whatever they were doing. I was sitting there and I was sweating like crazy. <laughs> I had Mia with her chainsaw chasing me round, and I had to loop around. I died the first time, but then on my second go. I managed to hit all my shots on her. Then that's a whacker with my axe and kill her. And it was <laughs> a terrifying experience of my life. RE7 VR had me in so many times. Like It's just up in your face when you have one of the molded or you have Jack grabbing you or, you know, there's Evelyn. It's It does sound pretty terrifying. <laughs> it is. Um, but I loved it. It was yeah. fantastic. And I've tried that FNAF VR recently. Which is also scary, especially when you don't close the door and forget that Foxy's running down the hallway. And oh, yeah. The- <laughs> Bam! But it's. I also think the PlayStation VR is by far the best looking headset as well. It looks so futuristic, those awesome blue lights on the front of it. <laughs> They're the tracking lights, but it looks awesome. <laughs> Who cares? I, I'd say that the VR games that come with it. Yeah, it um, does have a great is- library of games. This is something that I'm looking forward to with the next gen consoles is the updated graphics. And I'm going to see, I want to see what they do with VR. Yeah. Because I hope like VR maybe like gets an enhancement, maybe multiplayer. I, I don't I think want there's VR any... to become the mainstream of gaming. I think that's the yeah. future. I think in, in, in the decades to come, people aren't going to be using consoles anymore. It's going to be all ready player one style. Yeah. You know, VR <laughs> is going to be the, the thing but yeah. when i had the oculus i <laughs> i had so many diverse experiences because it came with a load of free demos um super yeah. hot vr was one and that is one of the coolest things i've ever done it oh, felt like i was in the hot. matrix it's super um, one with the red figures and you yes like, and the time, and time yeah. only moves when you move and it was so cool i was stood up like neo from the matrix and i had to like dodge bullets and everything it was <laughs> so awesome with the um, with that, and also Beat Saber is just oh, Beat so Saber, satisfying. Yeah. But Vader Immortal is was something else. You there was you were in this ship. Um, you had destroyed next to you, and I feel really bad for not remembering the name because they're with you throughout the whole game. And you get it's like the start of uh, a new hope. You get put into the Star Destroyer hangar bay, um, and you're climbing up this thing. And you walk into this big round room and Vader is there with his red lightsaber and it's completely pitch black. I was terrified. And then he ignites his lightsaber and then you reach mm. down, physically reach down to pick up your lightsaber. You hold it in front of you. You ignite it. And it was I was I was on the verge of crying because it was just so that must be so cool. It was cool. so incredible. Like, and since it was an Oculus exclusive, I felt very, very privileged. <laughs> and I, think I was fighting Darth Vader. Yeah, but choking it, I was like... fighting Darth Vader in virtual oh, reality with a lightsaber. Was, it was that is so cool. cool. Um, I would have to do like the Rogue One scene at the end. Yeah, Darth... <laughs> <laughs> that would. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. But. There were a lot of horror games as well. Like uh, Rec Room, 
the game I played the most was Paintball because it was pretty much the closest you could get to a proper first-person shooter in VR. I was like dual wielding shotguns uh, in each hand. And it was it was awesome. Um, and there was this one called like um, uh, locate the stalker or something, and you went through this really dark tunnel with three other random people, and we were all huddled together because we were like so scared. <laughs> we turned behind us, and uh, and this big like uh, I don't know goop monster or whatever uh, was chasing us down this very thin corridor that progressively got thinner as you went through, and then none of us could fit through. We had to go one at a time by the end, and it was <laughs> terrifying. Um, and it's experiences like that that I really, really hit myself in the head for. Why did I get rid of the Oculus? Yeah, uh, it was uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> It was just these Velcro straps holding it in place. I should have got a headband for it, but you know. And I, I hope VR is the the future of gaming. That's what I hope for. Um, the thing is, but, I was kind of hoping for like VR chat on PlayStation. That'd be cool. Yeah, VR chat was a very weird experience. Yeah, it is <laughs> I was put into this house. <laughs> I I don't remember. I think my character was just this metal man person came into this house. Uh. There was a lot of people in the house. Um, there were a lot of people sat down watching TV, uh, which was relatively normal. I went to look around. There were people sat in this hot tub and in this pool. Opened the door to a bedroom, and there were two people in there doing something I don't really want to mention. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> not, not literally, but they were flirting to the point where it was like, oh, my God. It's, uh, uh, awkward. <laughs> it's a bit, It got a bit awkward. I closed the yeah. door and ran away. Um, <laughs> but I also downloaded... There was a lot of other games as well. I had two that I really liked. There was big screen cinema uh, where pretty much you could pay like a pound and every Friday or something they would put on a new film and you'd sit in this virtual reality cinema. You had like virtual popcorn and everything. There were other people sat in there. It was really cool. Uh, You got your first free film. It was like Transformers Age of Extinction. So, you know, pretty cool. Um, I was sat next to these people. um, drinking uh like coca-cola and chucking popcorn everywhere it was hilarious um and then another one i downloaded was poker stars vr and i had no clue how to play poker i didn't download it for that um you you basically have this like watch on your arm and if you like move your arm in and you tap your watch it comes up with this like holographic display it's really cool and you've got all the money you've got and you have a daily spin where you can see how many chips you get and you can go sit in so many different environments, like a city, uh, this big like spaceship thing. It was just, I love the immersion of of VR. There was also um, there was also Orbus VR, which I only got the demo for. But it's like um, I'm sure everyone knows what World of Warcraft is or Elder Scrolls. Yeah. It was basically that, but in VR. It was like an a MMO RPG in VR. You chose a class. You, I picked a mage because I'm always a mage slash support in those types of games, and you like yeah. open this spell book, um, that you and you have to turn the pages, and there are these like words in there that you have to read to cast a spell, um, and you like do this weird movement thing with your hands to like forge up a fireball, and I launched it at this dragon thing. It was really cool. <laughs> um. I like that uh, Gladiator Arena game where you go in and you get a weapon. Oh, I can't remember what the name of that is. It. It's like 
gore. It begins with a G or something, and it's yeah, on the Valve it's Index. Cool. It looks so cool. Yeah, there was um, a, I just saw him like choke out Yoda, and then him, <laughs> and it was like, oh, it's brutal. Yeah, I do hope more PC VR games come to uh to the solo VR ones, but um, yeah, I I would say. We we have covered a lot in the first episode. We kind of went a bit oh, off topic. Yeah. <laughs> we were only meant to introduce ourselves, but we've been rambling on about VR. But hopefully, that's, yeah, I mean, it's uh, been good. That that was very cool. Um, so to all our listeners, uh, we really do hope you enjoyed this first episode. If there is anyone listening, uh, let's hope so. Um, and let's if you did, please leave us some feedback. Um, we would really like to hear it. What can we improve on? Any suggestions? Any uh topics of discussion suggestions and things like that um because we would really like to know your thoughts and opinions on it um, so uh, i think we should be doing it weekly yeah maybe we yeah probably weekly, yeah, weekly. um we we were thinking of doing a news sort of one um but i yeah. think we should leave that for a bit because we really need to get a grip should we, with should uh, we for the podcast maybe like you know say oh yeah uh so if there's any big topics that you know anything in the news Oh yeah, but we can sure mention that in it, can't we? I feel like for our weekly podcast, we should sort of do a bit of what we did today, talking about yeah. our favourite games and the topics and things, and films and TV yeah. shows, don't forget. But then we can also have I mean, a segment TV for like... Yeah. Don't know about yet, because, you know, yeah. lockdown. <laughs> but, and then I think in in the podcast we can have a segment where we talk about the news and then maybe we could have yeah. something like a, a question of the day or something like that yeah, if you question. have any questions please um leave it uh to us on on the review section um yeah, good and yeah i would say that's about it so thank you very much for listening uh please yeah, stay tuned you. uh i've been james brandon has been brandon uh, <laughs> I hope <laughs> <laughs> we do hope, and we hope that you really enjoyed listening. So, uh, thank yeah. you very much, and we will see you in the next episode.